Welcome to the Forking Healthy podcast, a place where two sisters have cheeky chats about everything natural health and wellness. I'm your host, Jenny Soder. I am also your host, Cheryl Berecki. Together, we hope to inspire, entertain, and motivate you with our knowledge and decades of experience in the natural health and fitness industry. So if you're ready, let's get forking healthy. I meant, does your husband have a cookie limit per day? No, no. <laughs> For himself. No, no cookie limits. He, we had he to take a pause, him. everybody, because yeah. her husband had to go into the cookie jar, which is really <laughs> loud. <laughs> In the studio. He, the he, get, studio. he gets two cookies He and he pretends that he's getting them to try like which one he likes best, but he just eats a bowl. <laughs> And how, how many different flavors can you possibly have that each day you need to test? Oh, it, he said, and it says vitaminas, which is like vitamins. So he said they're <laughs> vitamin cookies. He's justifying yes. that the cookies are good for him. Yeah. yeah. Because of the vitamins. Okay. Well, maybe we should put that on one of our- Maybe that is it, one of the topics, topics for, yeah. for the later episodes. Okay. But- we're talking about dog jabs crunches and foods that increase your libido let's talk about job uh, dog jabs for a second here okay remember you remember, remember <laughs> when I put this up and I was like we need to talk about dog jabs because yeah. I have these random thoughts of you know what dogs have been forced to have jabs so that <laughs> they can travel for years it's true yeah like they can't cross the border unless they have a jab they need a passport, essentially. Right, basically. Yeah, yeah. And- we've never been able to cross into the U.S. without his papers. Yeah, and so, you know what, I think I wanted to bring this up because I think as we're in this space of like questioning and asking more questions and diving into topics that we kind of just took for granted before, I think it's a good time for us to start asking more questions not and and see the similarities of perhaps some regulations or things that have been approved to other things that we have been using for you know decades and not questioning mm-hmm. like toothpaste <laughs> and that's another one we can add anyways i wanted to say basically yeah in regards to dog uh dog jabs um I personally did research no shock but um because i we were really, we were really pushed and I didn't understand why um, our dog needed to have so many when I think like everything, um, it really depends on the situation. And that's so important, like all things that it's not black and white, that um, luckily we had a really good vet that we said, you know, okay, thank you for the information. We're going to go back to the table and kind of do our research in regards to the things that were really important to us were, uh, what is the breed of the dog, the type of dog, you know, the size, um, yeah. what are the, what are the trends as far as like, you know, statistically and history of the things you need to be careful of, like, uh, you know, labs, for instance, can get a lot of like hip dysplasia and like yeah. things like that, that we need to be really conscious of. Where wait, is your- wait a second. That, that did you, in your research, did you see that they adjust the dosage for the dogs that are three pounds versus 103 pounds 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Which was amazing to see. Yeah. There were some cool things like that. And then also um, location is really key in relation to disease prevalence. So right. um, that was something that was, I guess, not super. I just think we don't talk about it. So yeah. I, you know, went out to some friends that have been dog owner for a really long time. And I acquired some research and they kind of sweet, um, pushed me towards certain um, research and statistics in regards to the you know the area that we were in at that time. And like, how um you know rabies for example like really how much is it really statistically happening and how much and that yeah. can differ for area to area that can depend on like you know are you on a farm are you in the urban area is your dog going to doggy daycare is yeah. your... and there's just so many like humans yeah. there's so it's not black and white and i think it's really important for people to do their research and take all those aspects into consideration. Right. Like in Mexico, a dog is going to need, probably need rabies shots more than they would need a, you know, ticks. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And also know how to support your dog after that was mm. huge for us. Like, um, you know, I mean, we can't like anything, make a, a direct correlation or conclusion um, but, uh, our dog specifically after, um, certain jabs has acquired some pretty severe allergies and that wasn't all we know is that wasn't there before and it didn't happen right away. Um, but it was the compound effect likely or other things with that, that all contributed to his current situation, which is pretty severe allergies. And I just think it's really important to be aware and then know how to support your dog after that. Yeah. Just like we support our bodies, um, hopefully before and after then th they're no different. They really yeah. are. And I think some yeah. people don't think about that because of time and because of lack of information and, and stuff like that out there. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Ooh, crunches. Ooh, crunches. Okay. Give her. I already, I pushed go already. Okay. I made a pro and con list, you know, because I think it like anything <laughs> we just talked about dog jabs, like pros and cons. Right. And you have to, I just like, I'm become, I, I'm just doing that with everything in my life You're now. Like, okay. Yeah, I just like to know. I just like yeah. to be aware. And so um, for crunches, here's the thing. They're easy to perform and they're simple as can be. And uh, But we need to be really conscious of the fact that um, for a lot of people, crunches have been like um, really zeroed in from like like society like you see someone doing a crunch <laughs> on a video you're like there's old school like my yeah. our mom would know what a crunch is you know yeah but but a lot of people make a correlation that crunches are are like targeting fat loss yeah. I hear that a lot and it's just like I just people need to know you can't target fat loss okay so that that should not be crunches target fat loss in my core section okay yeah. no doing crunches does not give you abs period yeah. It yeah. strengthens your abdominal muscles so that when and, you lose fat yeah, and it helps to kind of stabilize your core, but when you, you know, have to lose the fat to show it. Yeah. And let's be clear, the crunch 
is just using a very small portion of your core. It's right. only using your upper abdominal area. It works such a small portion. It's that is the main reason why I actually very rarely program in or use a crunch because to me, it's not functional. Like I always say to people, when you're sitting on the ground, when you fall, when you're later in life, because you are aging and you go to get off the ground, do you isolate only your upper abdominal area and go, you don't do that. You use your whole body as best as you can. And I want to prepare people for later in life for those types of really everyday things, as opposed to like putting your hands on your neck and then crunching and then hurting your neck. I think that there can be some downfalls to something like the crunch. Although I do think it would be super cool to see, I you know, Drea roll-ups. So like yeah. kind of a modification of a crunch, but you're doing like a stand-up. So you basically, it's like rocking up and then you stand up. It would yeah. be really cool if like you were in a fight and you like, you fell on the ground and you just did a Drea roll-up. position. <laughs> That would be well, super handy in that, in that case. But yeah, yeah, like you said, you know, if you're trying to maximize your time and efficiency, then doing uh, exercise that incorporate more than just one singling things out doesn't mean it's bad, but it's just, hey, come on, we can do better. It's just not the best bang for buck. And I think no. you just brought up a great point. I wrote down a few alternatives. There's nothing wrong with the crunch. I use the crunch, but I typically use the crunch with other sort of movements. So there's this movement called the nasty crunch. It oh. is phenomenal, right? But it uses um, that that uh, mimicking of the crunch where you just use the upper abdominal and then you use your legs coming in at the same time. So you're doing that same motion, but it's different positioning with your arms so that you don't yank on your neck, which tons of people do when they do crunches. And you use your lower abdominal area by alternating your legs. And so it's a lot more functional. I like things that, um, you know, are simple, like the crunch, but use the full body, like, like a plank, like so many people can do a plank and there's so many ways to modify it. And it's less, uh, you know, there's less yanking on your neck and stuff like that for beginners. And you can make it more difficult in a lot of different ways. Or like the Drea roll you talk about, there's another one called the hollow hold, which is very yeah. similar. And, and then let's not forget about like full body exercises like burpees yeah, um, sure. the, and, and like strength training and lifting where we actually brace and use our core. So mm -hmm. for a lot of people, if your goals are not like aesthetic, if your goals are functional, you don't need to be doing things like crunches. And I mean, like when I was competing, I never did, I never did crunches, but <laughs> I had abs and yeah. it was because, you know, the best exercise that I found for my abs was like a stiff legged deadlift. Yeah, exactly. Lifting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're bracing. Yeah. And diet. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Out with the, the crunches. The crunches are done. <laughs> and in with the libido. <laughs> Foods that increase libido. I, is it okay if I like send this? podcast to yeah. a few people I guess so <laughs> not a few just like I mean one <laughs> wow putting <laughs> someone on the spot it's, it's okay yeah it's okay only some people listen to us <laughs> yeah I think a lot of people um well actually I just did a post uh scheduled a post for our natural living community and about how testosterone has decreased 
so 50% over the last 20 years in men. Yes. I've been yeah. seeing that statistic. And can we just talk about why that is really briefly though? We could probably do a whole podcast. I mean, no, we're, stress. yeah, we are going to do a whole, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. But we I need think, to talk about those things, but the foods, you know, yes. when you're taking a look at things like oysters and other foods that are high in zinc, this aids yeah. in the production of testosterone, which increases libido. I mean, like yeah. if you're taking a look at like a, a 15 year old boy's mind versus a 15 year old girl's mind, they have a significantly higher testosterone because all they really think about are farts and blowjobs. Um, and <laughs> well, like, those are two, we shouldn't, and so, and that's, you know, and you know, Mike, my husband, he calls, he, he knows that he, it's zinc for the dink because it's known, <laughs> you know, things that are foods that are high in zinc or zinc supplements are going to help in that production of that testosterone for male and female. And can we also talk about the whole like plant-based craze and how the importance of um, amino acids and how that concerns me when it comes to testosterone and the key vitamins and minerals that we need, thinking about some of those key um, amino acids and how the quality of our meats and the quality of our eggs, we're going to be losing that if all these people are swaying towards plant-based foods and forgetting about this discussion about quality proteins, yeah. quality meats, quality eggs, we we're in trouble. Like those stats are nothing in my opinion about what we're going to see. Well, like on a political front and many people believe, including myself, um, that they're, they're, they're softening society <laughs> right. by pushing us towards these things that are making us more estrogenic like soy um, you know, that is an abundance yep. and that can uh, mimic estrogen and increase it in men and females. And that's why we see a lot of man titties. We saw, see a lot of feminization along with all of the other chemicals that they approve and deem safe. Yeah. Yeah. And so testosterone boosting foods, um, some of your favorite, I mean, I just talked about like grass fed meats and pasture raised eggs. Uh, what are some of your other favorites? You talk about oysters, nuts, oysters, salmons. I mean, like I always say, you know, nature has a beautiful way of showing you like what it's good for walnuts. It's good for the brain, but they also look like a pair of nuts. Um, so it's <laughs> good. good. Yeah. For the nuts. Oh yeah. I never really thought about like, uh, or think about like pomegranates and yeah. how it's like, like little ovaries and yes. stuff like that. You know yes. what I mean? Very much so. Beets are also very good. Um, helps with circulation and kind of vasodilation and opening that up. Anything that's really strong in those phytochemicals that are, are and phytonutrients that are when, you know, that might be a sound like a fancy word to some people, but when you hear phyto, just think of color, deep color, yeah. blueberries, raspberries, Dark, leafy pomegranates, green. leafy greens, yeah. those types of things, right? Yeah. And then those healthy fats are obviously really important, right? Totally. The fatty fish, the pumpkin yeah. seeds, your quality, like fermented foods, kefir, stuff like that. Yeah. Fats, zinc, and color. There you go. And and then uh, any powders that you really love? Because I get that question a lot that can um, sort of um, like supplement. Take, yeah, like, you know, I hear about like ginseng, ginkgo, maca, yohimbi, yeah. those sort of ones. Yeah, I mean, like I personally, for me, that's like pushing it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Maca here and there, but it can play with like the, um, 
you know, increasing your heart rate. It's a little bit like caffeine, like effect and stuff like yes. that. Ginseng's good because it has a lot of like antioxidants to it and, and effects on the brain as well. And so, you know, I prefer like ginseng and ginkgo and that type of thing, but there's so many good foods that you can have that yeah. like, I don't think you need to go there. I think a lot of more what foods or what things can you take away that are disrupting that yeah. libido is totally important. yeah totally and rotating I think is all that's something that like I do I know where time's up but I just you know libido is important to me yeah. so rotating like you yeah. know like I will take I will have like camu camu for a while in my smoothies and then I'll go to maca and then I'll go to you know whatever else like it's just like you don't need to take like you know, Mac all the time or, no. you know, all of those things. But I, yeah. I think it's important to just like cover your basis too. take it a week before your, you know, anniversary while you're working on like <laughs> the root causes of why your libido is low. Exactly. Dating for life. Like we talked about last time. Yeah. Or like <laughs> reduce your stress. So you're not thinking about 6,000 things at once. Yeah. Go back to that topic. Uh, and our little drive there and make sure you put on testosterone we're gonna revisit that do you know what i i when you first started talking in our first uh recording here i put down snickers because you were talking about in um blood sugar release and i have to tell you um we're gonna talk about it in another episode coming up is about snickers and how levels the blood continuous blood glucose levels uh rated that as opposed to the cliff bar snickers yeah coming up sweet go get that libido taken care of <laughs> keep <it> going <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the forking healthy podcast if you want to stay up to date on future podcasts make sure you follow us on spotify and subscribe to our youtube channel in order for us to get into more ear holes we would love for you to take a moment to share this episode or leave us a review that's it for now. Fork and rights. <laughs>